Hey guys, welcome to Written Word Wednesday. Uh, today I'm actually going to read you something I wrote, and I'm going to be honest, it's uh, take the form, the, the type of writing, the type of little short piece, short story from um, Mike Rowe of Dirty Jobs and all that stuff on on TV. Um, he actually has a podcast. It's called That's the Way I Heard It. And he is modeling it off of somebody's style. And basically it's history, um, dramatized history and mystery. So it's he takes some interesting facts, something interesting event, some interesting person, and he writes a story about them. And so real life might be a little dramatized, um, but you don't know who he's talking about until the very end. And maybe you figure it out along the way, but it's a, it's a way of looking at somebody or something from a different perspective and getting a different insight. And I, I thought, hmm, I had this inspiration. I want to do this with, um, with the saints. So um, here's my version, um, written word Wednesday. I call it the proposition. Agnes was a nun, a nun of the Loretto sisters of Rotherfarnham Abbey in Ireland. That's where she took her first vows anyway. And as a nun does, Agnes did very nunly things. She prayed, she worked, and most specifically, she taught children. She taught children about Jesus and the sacraments. She taught them about the Trinity and the great love of God. And like the many nuns who had gone before her, she taught them from within the walls of her convent, where she was safe and set apart. Agnes was happy enough, that is, until a particular man stepped into her life in a very obtrusive way. While on a train ride between two important cities, this important man propositioned young Agnes. She didn't ask for it, nor did she expect it, but his plan was simple and he expressed it forcefully. Leave the convent, drop the habit, break free of that cloister and come with me. You think you have a call? Why I'm calling on you now, you've been tame up to this point, and sister, I'm going to untame you. I'm going to show you who you really are. I have friends in the streets, and they know how to change you. You won't regret it. Billy Joel had nothing on this guy, but I guess that's what the sisters of Loretto get for allowing their nuns to ride on trains at night. In the end, the proposition was too convincing for this young nun, and off she went with a strange man into a strange land. The streets and alleys were not like the hallways of the convent. They weren't lined with icons or statues, but rather gaunt bodies and sad and hopeless faces. Not really what one might expect after such promises. Many of her new friends were stricken with AIDS and other ostracizing diseases. They were not the company of gentle people. And Agnes found herself becoming increasingly less genteel. She traded in her habit for ordinary clothes. She gathered a gang around her who were constantly roaming the streets. And even though Agnes and her posse frequently caused trouble for those in power... 
They were increasingly more and more popular with the riffraff. It wasn't long until Agnes drew the attention of the most powerful people and was even called on to explain herself and her unconventional crew before the highest courts of the land. Celebrities traveled to see her. Musicians felt weak before her. Kings groveled and bowed their heads, and generals obeyed when she approached. She once even stopped a war, at least for a while. She was strangely popular in a world that idolized the perfectly kempt, and all she had was a few simple rags, a creased face, and distorted feet, all compliments of the aforementioned streets. And as for the man, at some point he left, not completely, mind you. He watched from a distance as his plan played out perfectly. He was sure to not encounter Agnes again. At least she heard nothing from him. For a while, anyway. For a long while. Fifty years, to be more exact. Agnes had entered the convent, and she had left the convent. She had run the streets and ran a sorority in them. She had for years saw the dying die, and she had died along with them. She had fed the hungry and comforted the comfortless. She had looked into the eyes of thousands upon thousands of people. And after a while, Agnes noticed something peculiar. They all looked the same. They had all looked like him, or rather, he looked like them. You can never be sure with these types of things. I guess that takes us back to the beginning. Agnes was born in the town of Skopje, in what was then the Ottoman Empire, 1910. Agnes Gongja Boyaju. She was always partial to the middle name, an Albanian one meaning little flower, an ode to her patron saint, that little French girl who was the actual origin of the phrase inseparable from her Indian sister, do little things with great love. What a simply expressed philosophy for a simple bride of Christ, a radical contradiction to the world, we know her as Mother Teresa. The Proposition so tell me what you think. I love these kind of stories. Um, when Mike Rowe does them, I'm really interested. I love history. And I love being surprised and trying to figure it out along the way. So let me know what, did you like it? Do you want me to do more of those? Do you want other people to write more of those? Do you want a whole nother podcast with just those? I don't know. Or just on Written Word Wednesdays. Um, did you figure it out? I don't know. It's just a creative thing I'm doing. Anyway, uh, hope you're having a great day. God bless you. Peace.